Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. I'm John Norman and this week bringing you an exclusive interview with one of the greats of West Indies cricket, one of the greats of any cricket. And here's Locke's first ball from Hall. And a bit. A man who took 192 wickets in 48 test matches, a man who claimed the West Indies' first test hat-trick back in 1959, and a man who has been inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame. Tell him that Wesley Hall carries on the good work when he drives Davidson wide a bit on. Over the next hour, we'll bring you a special episode of the Cricket Collective here on TalkSport 2 as our West Indies commentator Barry Wilkinson sits down with the great Sir Wes Hall. All right, what a pleasure it is to be talking to Reverend Sir Wes Hall right here at his home, looking as young as ever. Uh, you know, Sir Wes, it's so good to see you. We're here, of course, to talk, first of all, a little bit about a very big event that you're going to be celebrating very soon. Um, some might say it's overdue, but you're going to be having your statue unveiled at Kensington Oval. How do you feel about such a thing happening? And it's going to be going right next to another great man who used to bore with at Kensington Oval, uh, the right excellence of Gary Sorbers. How do you feel about that? You know, it's... Barry, I can hardly tell you, simply because as a youngster, you know, you, you want to play two things I wanted when I was eight years uh, all and, and that was going to Commonwealth because I like the cricket system and also playing for the West Indies. And people always criticize me and say, why do you West Indies say Barbados? And I, I you know, I, I said, well, look, I mean, if you play for the West Indies, it's obvious that you play for Barbados. But if you play for Barbados, <laughs> it did not mean you had to play for, uh, for the West Indies. That's a very good way of at it. I, I, and I tell you, you know, I was very loquacious now in those days. Um, you would probably say no, I still am. You, you still are. But you know, the point is that um, you, do, you cannot plan in your life 
for having a statue. I mean, you could plan many things. You could, you know, you could hope to be an uh, artist, you could hope to be a footballer, um, you know, a Usain Bolt or something like that. All those are things that young people would aspire to be. But, uh, you know, see a, a statue, I don't think you will ever, it has never really come across my mind. But it's humbling, you know, and it's, um, I'm surprised, to be honest with you, um, but uh, I would say that I, 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 when I look around and see um, the great players that we have uh, had in Barbados. Like a hit for four by Warrell. Smith to Wolf. Oh, and he's hit him in the air, and it's just wide of Dick Richardson. Tatum to Weeks. Oh, tremendous hit. The three Ws for sure. You know, Gordon and, and, and Desi, and Big Bird, and Seymour, you know. And all these fellows, they're real icons. So that, um, you know, when you are given um, uh, an award like that, you tend to look around and see who are the people who help you to be what you, you, you are. And you, you, you think, well, it's for all of us. And, um, and, and you say to yourself, well, the time will come when the others will be in the same, in the same bracket. And, you know, that helps you a lot because you'll never really understand. Because, you see, if you, if you go around thinking that it must happen to you, when there are other people vying for the same um, spot, well, then you might be very disappointed. So the best thing to do is to be cool, and if it comes, thank God, you know, from whom our blessings flow. <laughs> so Gary seems to have just been calling you. <laughs> Beautiful shot by Gary Sobers. Really picked that up and clipped it away through mid-wicket. And it takes Gary Sobers up to 115. I want to talk a little bit about him. You guys played at Kensington together. You bowled in the, a test match. It was, I think it was 58. might have been when West Indies played England. Um, you actually, I think you bowled from one end. He, he bowled from the other. What was it like playing cricket with such a great figure? And, I mean, it would have been early days. You might not know what, how he would have ended his career. But what was it like playing with Sir Gary Sobers? Well... It was great because, you know, I, I met um, Sir Gary 72 years ago. Uh, I played a match um, for St. Giles in 1948, and he was, at, he was at Bay Street. But he was already a star, not really a batting star, but he was a bowling star. His brother, Gerald, was a batting star. And so, you know, going through um, the years and playing with him, uh, I played um, 48 test matches, and... I had 44 successive matches with him in the team. And um, I think it was really educational. Um, so he was such a great player. I remember in 1962, I was voted the fastest bowler in the world and the number one bowler in the world. And in that very year, I was playing for Queensland and he was playing for South Australia. And they were playing at our home um, our home ground, the Gabba, and he came out, and um, he the first ball he got, he edged it in the slips to me, and I dropped it. And he said, Blues, um, what's the time? And I said, um, you know, he said, what time is it? And 
I look at him and I say, well, if, you, if I could see, do you think you'd be still batting? You know? He says, no, man, tell me, clock is over there, tell me what the time. I say, it's half past 11. He says, oh, well, I'll bat then until half past 11 tomorrow. Well, let me tell you, um, it is true that that prophecy did not really um, happen because he got out about, I think, five minutes before the end of play, but he was 196. Whoa. So he, I bowled a ball, um, a very fast ball, ball in the six-meter zone, you know, flying up and things like that, and he, he was back in his crease very quickly and hit it over mid-wicket. Barry, I did not say I hit it over back to square. He hit it over mid-wicket for six, down the gas station or something like that. It was amazing. And do you know that I was perplexed, really. And that had never happened to me before. Well, And it hadn't and, and, and happened since. I tell you, when I, that evening I said, well, let's have some dinner. And I, I said, no, so be... Uh, what is all this? I mean, people hit me backwards, you know, backwards, square leg, uh, and not even forward, but you're hitting me through mid-wicket. I mean, I think that is nearly impossible to a fast bowler, you know, that is supposed to be the fastest in the world. And he said, listen, people don't understand this, Wes, but if you bowl, when at the moment of your delivery, if your hand is in the vertical, that ball is up to me. If it's uh, forward or vertical, it could only be short. So from the minute I see you with your hand there, mm -hmm. I am in position, and all I want to do is to hit you for six, not four. I was amazed. And then, you know, I, I asked a few of our batsmen about it, and quite frankly, they didn't know about it, you know. So that having sobers in, in the dressing room, or even having them at home and giving youngsters a few lessons, I'm telling you, it will change their life. There's no doubt about that. Oh! And again, the middle stump run out, and the crowd again has erupted. This is just an aside, but back in those days, 50s, 60s, how were fast bowlers measured in terms of clocking? Because I heard you said you were you were probably the fastest bowler in the world then. Um, how would you perhaps, or how would people have known how? quickly were clocking? Well, they, they did it um, in the 60s, but it was an antiquated method. They had to dig a big, a big hole in the pitch. And as the ball went over there, they, they then assumed that you bowl X, uh, Y miles. Yeah. Um, but I think what I would like to see, uh, with all this technology, it boggles my mind that nobody can really stand down and look at a film and, and try and have the technology to say how fast it was. i tell you why. You know, um, when I see guys bowling now and, it's, and they tell me it's 90 or 92, yeah. and if he keeps keeping it, um, catching it by his knee, I just wonder what would be um, the mileage to Charlie Griffith Roy Gilchrist, myself, you know what I mean? So even though we cannot do anything about it now, I mean, um, say David Murray and uh, when the West Indies have this, um, you know, they, they have about 10 fast bowlers in the 50, in the 60s, the 70s? Yeah, 75, um, no, from the, I'm talking about Andy Roberts, Michael Holden, uh, Michael Marshall, Joel Garner, you know, uh, Croft and those guys. 
Um, the ball was always taken nearly above here. Now I see fellas catching the ball by name. They say it's 90 miles an hour. So I just wonder, um, you know, if, you know, what will happen uh, if we could get uh, some technology that could look at a film and say, uh, you know, do what they have to do and um, to see what the, what the mileage will be. But in the in the olden days, it was uh, an antiquated mechanism, whereby it, uh, with a big hole in the pitch and you go over there. The ball is faster, as you know, through the air than coming off the ground. So that's why they that's how they did it. But um, I I would think that um, what is so important not one one fast bowler or maybe two, but if you have four. You know, some of those fellas have to get two wickets early and maybe get another two to, to ever get six or seven in, 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 the, in the innings because they, they have four good fast bowlers. The minute they, 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 the, replacer, the replacement get on, they'll be looking to get two or three wickets too. Yeah. So I think that, um, but so Gary Sobers, um, to tell you the truth, um, he was... Would you believe that at times Gary can bowl as fast as anybody else? Really? Yeah. It's out. Good catch. Fine catch. Clyde Lloyd and Sobers getting the breakthrough this morning for the West Indies. You see, he was a great swinger. And I remember we were playing, um, I think about Leeds, and in the second innings he came to me and says, uh, Blues, um, I'll, I'll tell the captain, that I want to bowl from your end, just one over. I said, one over? I said, yes, I only want one over at boycott. He's been given a struggle, I think I could deal with him. <laughs> I said, okay, take my end. Don't ask Griff. <laughs> I don't ask Griff, but you could take my end. Gary bowled three outswingers and one big in-swinger and had boycott, you know, in real trouble, out, at BW. And, you know, he's done that about three or four times in his career with me. And he's done too. He also has given himself out like Brian Bolas. And Sobers has taken two for nine. When did he call you Blues? Um, blue, blues after my father. Uh, my father was a boxer. He was uh, Dynamite Blues. Um, but at Common Mary, he used to call me, um, he used to call me Bar Jesus. And and, um, and that and after that, um, blues. I tell you why. Bar Jesus uh, was a, a man in the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, if I may say so, I, I like the scripture. And um, Acts of the Apostles was a man called Elimas, and he was a sorcerer, and he was very good at you know doing things. But he really wanted to get the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and he wanted to buy it and. The boys um, had to fix him up, not giving it, but you know, telling him, rebuking him, and they and so they gave us three context questions that come here, and the boys, I think that the boys did not really study it well, and I got good marks, and nobody else seemed to have done very well. So the fellows say, well, if you're the only boy that got the marks, you must be Bar Jesus. They were looking for, you know, so they call me Bar Jesus from the first form to the fourth. Right. When I got to the fourth, when you get to the fourth at Common Air, you know what I mean? You soon go into the fifth, so you get a little serious with your life. And I, I told those guys, I said, look, let me tell you all something. Um, you call me Bar Jesus, but do you really know what Bar means? And they said, no. I said, well, Bar means son of. 
Lord Jesus said, Bar Jonah to Peter, I mean the son of Jonah. So you're calling me the son of Jesus. Uh, I don't think that is so. He's my brother, but not my father, you see. So they said, okay, then we'll call you blues after your own father. And that's the real, real reason why um, they did it. But the same sobers, um, Seymour and Cammy, and all those fellows have told many stories about my father as a boxer. So they were very um, familiar with blues. So they always called me blues. Rod Branker, you know, Tito Lashley, all the boys that went to Commonwealth and boys who played in our time would call me blues. And here's Locke's first ball from Hall. And a bit! Locked in with the first ball, middle stump, and the crowd are going mad! So as you speak quite a lot about Australia and when you play cricket in Australia, you seem to have a, a little liking for Australia. Was that one of your favourite places to play? I know, I mean, yes, England, but Australia seemed to be a sweet spot of yours. Well, yeah, I, I think if I had to live um, somewhere else, it would be, um, not only saying Australia, it would be Brisbane. Brisbane because the weather would be good. I mean, in Australia, as you know, in in in. Um, it'll, be, it'll be June, June, July, August. It'll be their winter, and down south, it, it would be very, very, very cold. But Brisbane in the north, you know, it's quite like Barbados. So I think that um, yeah, I love Australia. I think that the the crowds in Australia were were very good to West Indians. They receive our play with approbation, and therefore, um, you know, I, I, that is the country that I, I love to play cricket in. And then I also, not only did I have two tours there, but I went and played for Queensland for two, two years. And then I went to Captain Grit um, um, in, in Sydney. So I, I love Australia. Macketh is run out and the match has finished in a tie. The first in test history and a fitting end to one of the greatest test matches of all. Now, you talk about the tie test and I was gonna to come to that next. A special moment in history. I warned that when you watch back the videos, you will always see the presence of, of Wes Hall. Take me back to that tie test and, and what it was really like. Well, I don't know. Um, the first thing the tie test is that they, they got a big score. I remember, I don't remember his name now, um, he got 181. Um, uh, got 181 again. They got 500, and we we went in and we got 400. And we learned that very clearly because I had none for 100. A baptism of fire, and then with about the third new ball, I then ended up by getting 540 or something like that. So I was pretty pleased with that comeback. And um, then um, in our innings. I, I, I got 50, uh, and I, I used to tell the boys, look, if you want the captain to push you further up the batting order, you need to they have a big stance with him. So going to England in 1957, and during the trials, Alexander and I uh, put on 150 or something like that, I think we got 77 while we were going up. And then with this, um, in the test, tight test, I told them, that about it, so I said, no, no, Alexander is no longer captain. You know, Frank had taken over, so Frank, you know. And then I said, well, that is all. Well, then, 
um, Frank, so Frank was uh, in 1962. We were playing in Trinidad, and when I went out, he said, "Look, I need another hundred runs, and I, I wish you to stay with me." I said, "Okay," you know, because we never practiced carrying and never practiced any nets and all that. We bowl that player, that players to get them accustomed to pace. And um, when I got into the thirties, um, I hit three more than that, about thirty-eight or so. I hit three consecutive fours. Another four to Hall. Seventeen runs off the over. A high pitch of excitement as Hall needs one more for his fifty. Wesley Hall, fifty runs in sixty-five minutes, and they're loving every minute. And he walked out the wicket, and he said, "Winfield." What are you trying to do? Are you trying to make me look? Do you trying to make me look small? I said no, sir. I'm just trying to tell you that you must be aware that there are four W's in this in the, in the West Indies: <laughs> World, Weeks, Walker, and Legs. And he did so. Skipper, I declare, he declared immediately at fifty dollars. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport Two with Barry Wilkinson in conversation with the West Indies legend, Sir Wes Hall. Getting back to the tight test, um, the, we, they went back in and they, we, we went back in the second inning and at, at the, just after lunch, we gave them about 300 and about 240 or so to win. And um, I got lucky. I got four, strip, four wickets early and they were, they were in trouble. And they lost four wickets and then the other two, they lost another two. So Benno and Davison, they came and moved the score. I mean, they 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 moved it from from defeat to really um, victory. And um, in the second last over um, of the innings, uh, so Gary he bowled it, and Joe Solomon ran. Davidson out. Sobers the bowler. Benno plays the ball to mid wicket. They start down the pitch, and Davidson is run out by a magnificent return from Solomon. And then it was the last over. You have to remember that there uh, was eight ball overs. Huh? So if you bowl two no balls, you have to bowl ten. That <laughs> was really ridiculous. Yeah. So you know, um, the first ball. I bowled a very fast ball um, to to Grout, and he missed it. Hit him in the groin. He was in real trouble, and he couldn't run, or he thought he wouldn't be able to run. But Benno wanted to get them to the, the, the it was, it, they had to get six runs in eight balls. Nowadays that would be easy, yes. but in the old days that wasn't easy at all. Uh, no. So um, Benno was down there like a flash, and Wally since the ball hit him and dropped. You know, by the time the wicketkeeper or any of the slips got there, he was able to, you know, limp to the other end. And then, so Gary told me, uh, so, so, so Frank said to me that, um, he said, well, you know, Benno will be trying to get a four early, because if you want eight, right, if you want six runs in eight balls, if you can get a, a four early, well, home and dry. He said, so don't, you know, don't bowl the no baller. So I said, okay, Skipper, I wouldn't bowl no ball. But I had this thing that if I, you know, if I, in the middle of my run, if my balance is good, fast bowling is all about balance eh, and flow. So if I am, and I'm running from 36 yards, and if I get to the 18, in the 18 yard um, mark, you know, um, I will, and I feel good, it is going to be short. 
There is no doubt about it. I'm not going to, if you want to drive, you just buy a car. So that's it. And I, I bought the bumper and he was a little bit late with the shot. Surprise, I suppose. And um, so he saw Frank talking to me, so he probably said what Frank was telling me. He's a, a good captain. He would know what captains would do. And But he really got here and took the edge and Alexander caught it very high. Benno's next and he's out, caught by Alexander. The eighth Australian wicket has fallen and either side can still win the match. So, you know, I, I was excited and I ran back to the skipper. Skipper, we've got him! You know, great stuff! And he was very serious. He said, what did I tell you? I said, I can't remember. He said, if that ball had hit half an inch up the back, where would it have gone? I said, overslip. For what? He said, I said, four or six. <laughs> so, and, you know, he, he was upset with me. And then, as I walked back now, I I thought that, but here am I having got a wicket, and the captain is annoyed with me for disobeying him. And, um, you know, I think it was um, Mekif who came in, and then the third ball went down the leg side and uh, to the uh, to mid off, and then the next one went down the leg side. And Grout now was getting a little anxious, so he ran down to um, the bat, the Tilly batting end. So I by then, World had to come over again to make sure that I was okay, you know, he, because he knew I was upset, and he, he told me, okay, just keep it there, and. The next ball, I bowled it right up because I don't want to bowl a, a bounce or anything like that. And I, I bowled it up and it caught him by surprise and he scooped it away. And the ball went to square leg. Would you believe that I saw the not, I did not see anybody going for it. But can I was there waiting for it for nearly 10 seconds or something, just waiting like that. And when I got there, my elbow hit his head and knocked the ball out. Four runs to win. Grout swings, the ball goes high in the air. Paul races across and he drops the ball. A bad fielding error, and Australia needs three ones to win. And then I had to run, be I had to run behind it. And uh, can I tell me something that was not complimentary to my mother and her father? So I said, that's okay. And then the next ball, now, you, you have two more balls. Now, I can bowl a bouncer at Klein, but I never in my life bowled a bounce at a tail ender. I've seen so many people hurt, great batsmen hurt, broken fingers, you know, in the head and things like that. So I said, not me. So I did not bowl any, any bounce here. And the last, the seventh ball, um, Frank, he said to me, well, if you bowl a bouncer now, if you bowl in a ball now, you will never be able to go back to Barbados. They would not let you come into that island. Yeah. I said, think you're right. So I planted my foot a good six inches behind the crease, yeah, and delivered the ball. And he, he hit it backward. Um, he he was at square, and Frank sent him backward or square. And he, he apparently he didn't see that. When the ball hit the inner edge and went to, 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 to his right hand, he picked up the, the, the ball with seeing only, seeing only one stamp and he knocked it out of the ground. It was amazing. The scores are tied. One wicket left. Paul bowling the seventh ball to climb. 
Metcalf is run out, and the match has finished in a tie. The first in test history, and a fitting end to one of the greatest test matches of all. I don't know if I've got it all right, but that's, that's about about it but it's what 60 years ago still to come on the cricket collective on talk sport 2 so wes hall talks about the biggest regret of his career the biggest disappointment in my career in my test career is that i never got any wickets at kensington i don't understand it this is the cricket collective on talk sport 2 and our exclusive interview with the west indies legend sir wes hall Truman is out, court servers bailed Hall for five in England are 196 for seven and how delighted the crowd are. Oh! And again the middle stump run out and the crowd again has erupted. We, let's come home now, um, back to Barbados, Kensington Oval, Sir West Hall, a place that you, you love, a place that means a lot to you for, for several reasons, it's, it's your home. What was it like playing cricket? At Kensington Oval. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Barry, I, I'm sorry you asked me that question because it, my, the biggest disappointment in my career, in my test career, is that I never got any wickets at Kensington. I don't understand it. Um, even when I got 28 or something like that against India, I only got three at Barbados. That was the day my mother 
the first time, first or last time she saw me actually, she just wanted to see and I, I got three wickets. But I, I played four tests at um, Kensington and only got nine wickets. Mm. Um, I don't know what happened with Barry. I mean, you get very innocuous wickets like um, Border and, 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 you know, all the others um, in England. I would say only Lars and the Oval. In, 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 in India, only Calcutta. And, you know, in Australia, to be honest with you, the real, um, the real uh, fast wicket was out west at Perth, but they didn't play test cricket there. So you play two tests, two tests at, um, at, at, at Melbourne, where that is innocuous too. So I don't think I played on many fast wickets. And Barbados in, in, in that time wasn't a fast wicket. And um, not that you want a fast wicket to, to get wickets always. I mean, but the point is you need a little help. For instance, Jamaica always gave you a lot of help. Trinidad would give you a little help. But um, Barbados to me, um, I, I didn't mind it being um, innocuous, but I, I still figure if the wicket is like that, I should still get a few wickets, you know. But I don't know if it is the fact that I came on the scene um, completely unknown. As you know, I was a wicket, your father know that I was a wicket keeper batsman at Common Mare. And, um, you know, I couldn't get in the Common Mare side. And um, the cat, the Mr. Hughes told me, well, look, you, you don't look like you can bowl, you can't feel. And I'm going to give you a book called Behind the Stamps by um, the Kent keeper Godfrey Evans. And next year you'll open the batting and keep wicket. And it's just like that. I found myself the next year keeping wicket for Karma Mayor. And the first ball that Frank King, the best in fast bowler, as you know, he was our curator. Um, I was there to catch it, and it was so fast, I only realized what happened that it hit me in my chest and knocked me down. I think so. I was a keeper. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with Barry Wilkinson in conversation with the West Indies legend, Sir Wes Hall. I went to the Cable and Wireless and was a keeper, and then a gentleman called, I, mean, he, I wrote about that in my book that I'm writing now. Um, he asked me to. Yes, you know, the fast bowler didn't come, fell in there, Robert Mears, you probably, your father would have played with him, Tony Mears' brother, and um, he did not, uh, he was working from seven to three, and he couldn't get off, and he was coming at three o'clock, so I had, I respected uh, Mr. Jilts so much that I, I took off the pads, and I bowled, I got, that day, I never bowled a ball in my life in a match. I never bowled at Carmel, I never bowled a ball in a match. I got seven for 25. Wow. And um, I never kept wicked again until I went back to Cameroon when I was about 15 years old to keep wicked again. So that, um, you know, Kensington, I suppose it was me. It was that, uh, here was this young fella that nobody knew he was a bowler. I mean, everybody knew that I was a wicked. Then they told Severton that, um, I I was bowling. He said, "No, where's the wicketkeeper?" And he was very good to me after that, getting me into the teams and things like that, and, and encouraging me. So I would say, Kensington. I love Kensington. I mean, I I just I'm not the North End really, but I'm a I bowl from the South, and I love Kensington. But I regret, you know, to say that success eluded me. 
uh, and I, I was very sorry. I felt as if something was missing. I was waiting for the day when I would get four wickets in an innings or something like that. But you get it all over the world, you know, and yet when I come to Kensington, I just couldn't, I just didn't get wicket. nine wickets in four games. That's not, um, that's not too productive. But um, I, I felt that I just didn't, I just was so upset, so worried that I had let the people down. You know, I mean, if you play three, four, four tests and you want to talk bowlers, uh, well, you know, you you need to um, to do well. Had I played all my matches at Kensington, I think I got dropped in, in a three or four. <laughs> but still, I love Kensington. I really. I got an 88 once uh, with Tony, Tony, Tony King. I mean, we put on a big score with um, Tony King uh, against India, and. Um, I love Kensington name because I got runs, but as far as bowling is concerned, um, I think I must have got six. I think got six for 34 uh, playing for Barbados against I think Guyana. Maybe I don't remember, but it's, I think I had one for once for Barbados. But as for the West Indies, I just didn't make it. Not at Kensington Oval. It's one of the few grounds that I, you know, didn't pick up. Um, a few rounds. At every at every 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 ground in the world is not going to be productive for you, but I mean you should still be able to pick up the the odd three or four. You know what I mean? Yes. But I, I'm not worried about. It. I just left Kensington, but I just felt that I let the people down. Ball into Edrich. Edrich's first ball. Oh, and he's caught by Servers at second slip. Another four to Hall. Seventeen runs off the over. I don't know if you were writing the book. What's the book called? Well, the book is called um, I Answer the Call. And then, you know, cricket, um, politics, and religion have been a vinculum of my life. And therefore, I felt that I needed to, to speak about that. I mean, I'm, I, I, I had 15 years in cricket, but I'm 83 now, so obviously, I, you, you have to always look at um, cricket, life after cricket. And um, so it's, it's the, I've written um, because I felt that, you know, you had C.R.L. James, you had Michael Manley, Tony Coger, um, Sir Henry Beckles, um, and the doyen of them all um, from Trinidad, um, C.R.L. James. Okay, now players that are now playing and players who have played in my era need to add to that literature. It is the best literature in the world, believe you me. The men that I call C.R.L. James, Sir Harry Beckers, Tony Coger, um, Michael Manley. Um, that literature, cricket literature, is, is the best in the world. And I feel I should add to it. I did Pierce Like Fire. Pierce Like Fire was. Test cricket from 1957 to 1966. So uh, this one is um, the, the, you know, the calls that I had, a call to go in the Senate as an independent sketch center, uh, as an independent 19, when was that, 1961, I was only 32. I'd, I'd come back to Barbados in 19, in, no, from 19, yeah, 1971. I just come back to Barbados at uh, Christmas um, 
on Christmas 1970, and um, I, I, I had to go, I, I did that. Then another call from Excellency um, Arabara to uh, go into elective politics, mm -hmm. right? Then I had a call from Mr. Ian Clark and the DJ Leacock to, to work at banks, right? Then I had another call from London to, to go back to go back to to um, to Cable and um, then went on the management team in Bridgetown there in the in the office, um, the regional office. And then um, when I was in Trinidad, I had a call for Serval, Service Volunteer for All. I mean that that wonderful, um, fantastic group that's doing great work in 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 Trinidad all it now. Uh -huh. um, so there are about twelve calls. Um, of course, the the call. They also work the, well, the, yes. Um, funny enough, when I um, when I uh, came up from politics, um, funny enough, I mean you 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 know you're not working, and um, you you resign from the cabinet, and um, you're not working, and then but your call, <laughs> it's a call, a welcome call, but a call, <laughs> you know. And um, that was a, another one, and and then take for instance here to to manage the West Indies team. That was a call. I didn't apply for the job. I mean, they asked me, you know. And um, also the greatest call of all um, it would come out um, would be a, a skill of being giving a life to God, and that's a call. And then when you um, you know, when when you become a reverend, then that is uh, another call. So there are about twelve calls. Yeah. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport Two with Barry Wilkinson in conversation with the West Indies legend Sir Wes Hall. I mean, it's a you know a story of what I've done in my life, and um, you know it was cricket. It was um, you know I. I work at three of the best companies in, in Barbados, really. I, I work at um, Banks Bureaus, I work at Cable and Wireless, and, uh, and management then with Banks, because I worked with Butch Stewart for seven years. So that it's, you know, it's something that um, to, to, uh, it's a good story to tell, I believe. And um, I think that um, people would probably uh, read it, I don't know, but I think that it's, I think that we should, all the young players that are playing now and, and the ones who've retired for a few years, maybe we've got, a, a, you know, a cadre of great players and they haven't written anything. Yes. You know what I mean? And this is, um, you have, uh, well, Sir Gary Sobers um, written two or three very good books. You know, Sir Everton Leakes, this one, um, the, the master, Mastering the Craft written with um, Sir Hilary Beckles. And, you know, it's it's something, Barry, that is good. I mean, you take, for instance, um, the Professor, the right, the right honorable, right? The right honorable um, Oinafa, he, he said an amazing thing about Sir Everton Leakes. So this book, you know, 
is, is required reading. You know, it's required reading. And he said that, um, in many ways, he said that Sir Everton um, proved to the world that true, true excellence cannot be constrained by social barriers. That's amazing. And he said that he changed Barbados, helped to change Barbados forever, you know, by, by, by just that, by proving that the true excellence cannot be constrained by, by social barriers. And I, I, I think that is one of the most um, wonderful um, quotes um, and coming from um, a man who has been, who was sprung like I was. And um, I'm not too sure about you, but <laughs> your father was uh, sprung from the proletariat. And it is, it is um, something that is so true because I reckon that about 90% of cricketers of my time, you know about now, were from the proletariat. And that we will have Sir Everton, God rest him in his grave. Um, you know, you can get that said by someone of the, the, the quality um, of um, His Excellency Oenafa uh, about Everton Weeks. I think that is, is, is fantastic. So a lot has been said about um, the Sir Fright World. Lots have been said about uh, Sir Clyde Walcott. You know, imagine the first black man to be the president of the ICC. Now that's big. You see? So I think that, um, you know, um, we, 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 we're getting somewhere, but I believe that the young ones now that are coming along need to sort of understand, um, you know, what has happened. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2 with Barry Wilkinson in conversation with the West Indies legend, Sir Wes Hall. And you look at, when you look at Sir Garfield Sobers, I mean, he, uh, he's such a great player. I cannot tell you how great a player he was. Magnificent shot, and that's four runs. There's his 250, Gary Sobers. 253 not out. I, I just figured that. With all the coaches in the world that you see um, in teams and things like that, believe you me, Barry, half an hour with the Gaffey Sobers will solve a lot of problems. And you better believe what I said to you. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything more than that because people would think that you are, you know, being facetious or something. But no, I'm only saying to you that half an hour. The Sagafi servers will solve a lot of problems with our youngsters. I watched them in England here the other day, and I, I see what's the position. I mean, you get into the one-day game and things like that. Who are the, the, the one-day, who are the most prolific scorers in the one-day? Not the fellas that hit sixes, but the captain of India. Brett Coley makes room over mid-wicket. Oh, that's a big end. The biggest six of the night. Yeah. It's the captain, the ex-captain of Australia. That's a glorious shot down the ground. Gee whiz, Steve Smith. How well is this man batting? Yeah, T. Smith, the, the captain of England. Joe Root is trying himself this time for Pretorius. That one is going, 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 gone! All the way home run from Joe Root. There are great players. 
you know, they they're not they're not they're not. You see what I mean? And therefore, the last thing I want to say is that what would have happened if the W's were playing one day cricket? They get a lot of runs. They wouldn't be hitting sixes, you know. Um, although with these bats, no, I think you know the ball will go a, 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 a long way. But you you need to be able. This is the last thing I'm going to say. You need to be able, really, to, um, you have to adapt to strange conditions. I mean, if you're going to play in England and you don't be able to play the swinging ball, you, you don't have to go. If you're going to India and you can't play the turning ball, it don't make sense in going. If you're going to Australia and you can't play the ball on top of the bounce, well, then you shouldn't go. You see what I mean? So you need, therefore, to adapt to the world changing conditions wherever you go. And if our boys do that, you know, for the, 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 the cricket now is going to be shorter. As you know, yeah. the, you know you're not going to play many tests, five, five match tests. So you can play a lot of one days and things like that. So and then what is, the, the way it's going now, it looks to me that if you are a batsman who can get 50 in five overs, you will make four times the money as a fellow who's a great batsman in, in the test cricket. Yes. You, you know, because you're going to get a lot of one-day cricket. I mean, I saw in the paper the other day that um, the Barbados captain and Trinidad player, um, the great, great, he's a good captain and he's also a very big part. Yeah, he played 500, um, see, it's 2020, 500. And he has not played one, O-N-E, one for Barbados, for, for, for West Virginia. No, for West Indies. For West Indies. So, you know, my position is, you know, I like horse racing. And I, I find there is nothing that says that an accomplished batsman cannot play 2020 on it. You need to adapt, okay? You look... If you if you have the best five for long horse in the world, he really five for long or six, but he's not going to win a mile and a half. But a mile and a half um, horse will could come and run five for long because that's that's they do that when they're trained. They do a thing called breezing. So that what I'm saying is that we need to adapt to strange conditions and do that quickly. You see, if you don't do that. You know, you're in trouble. Our thanks to both Barry Wilkinson and the West Indies legend Sir Wes Hall for their time over the last hour. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the following on podcast, available from all good app providers. The big names keep on coming, as uh, next week we bring you an exclusive interview between Neil Manthorpe and the South African legend Jack Callis. And as always, the IPL show with Andrew McKenna returns here on TalkSport 2 every Monday from 1pm. You've been listening to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, 
the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 